We are just uh, we are just blessed to be in church today. We're blessed to be in your home today. And uh, you know, I just want to I want to try to encourage your heart today. You know, uh, since uh, the governor made that announcement on Monday about that we have another uh, two weeks to go, another fifteen days to go, uh, I know that it really hit a lot of people hard. And uh, you know, this week I've received several prayer requests. I've talked to a lot of people that that they're just discouraged. They're just they're just getting tired. They're just getting weary. People are getting depressed right now because they just like, man, they could they could make it a week or two or a month, but now they're just getting really weary. And so, you know, I don't know if that's you, but but if that is you, I want to encourage your heart today. And, uh, and you know, some of you uh, feel like uh, maybe that you're at the end of your rope spiritually, emotionally, mentally. You know, when you're at the end of the rope, you feel like you're about to lose the grip on life. And, and I I want you to just hang on right now and don't give up. Don't let go of the rope because God has victory for you. Amen. And so this morning, I want to try to lift your spirits, try to encourage your heart. And I want to talk to you today about the power of hope, the power of hope. Hope is a powerful thing. And the Bible says in Romans 15, 13, it says, now may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's an incredible verse. And every Christian should be encouraged today because the God that we serve is a God of hope. Amen. And the God of hope can lift your spirits, infuse you with strength and can give you incredible encouragement regardless of what you're walking through or that you're dealing with today. And so the God of hope, I want you to know, will lift you out of discouragement and it'll lift you out of despair, you know? And so despair happens, you know, really when you've lost all hope and you feel so helpless and you feel so, um, you, you feel so inadequate to be able to deal with the circumstances and the situation that you're dealing with. And I know so many people are just struggling right now. They don't know if they're going to have a job or they lost their job or they don't know if they're going to be able to pay the bills and, and they don't know whether the economy is going to be able to sustain their business. And, and so, you know, they're, they're stressed out with what about the kids and, and are they going to fall behind on their, on their education? And, and what are we going to do about their graduations? There's so many things flying at us right now and you could feel hopeless and helpless. But let me encourage you today. You don't have to feel hopeless and helpless. You can be infused with the hope of God. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4, 8, 9 says this, We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. The Apostle Paul is reminding us, we may be pressed on every side, but listen, we're not crushed. We're not going to be crushed. Amen. We may be perplexed by circumstances, but we're not going to live in despair in Jesus' name. We may be persecuted. We may feel abandoned, but we're not abandoned. Our God is on the scene. Amen. We may be struck down, but we will not be destroyed. And I want to tell you that today. You are not going to be destroyed. You're going to make it. So my brothers and sisters, we don't have to live in despair and discouragement. We don't have to live uh, with, with, uh, with, with, um, 
heaviness of heart and, and, and being downcast. I want you to know that today you can live with an incredible amount of hope in your life that you got a bright future. Amen. Think about it for a moment. And I remember, you remember Job, whenever he went through everything that he went through. Uh, I mean, you know, I don't know that anybody is going through what Job has gone through. And, and, you know, you've read the book, you know what he's been through. But Job makes this statement in Job chapter 19 and verse 25. He says, for I know my Redeemer lives. Oh my goodness. What a powerful verse. I know my Redeemer lives. You know what Redeemer means? It means to avenge, to vindicate, to ransom and to rescue. Think about for that for a moment. Your Redeemer lives and he's going to rescue you. He's going to vindicate you. Come on. He's going to rescue you from what you're going through. Be encouraged this morning that your Redeemer, Jesus Christ, he's not dead. He's not asleep. He's alive and he's well and he's going to work on your behalf. He hasn't forgotten about you. He knows what we're going through and he's going to take care of his church. Amen. Your Redeemer is alive today in Jesus name. Now listen to the words of edification from the psalmist who believed that his Redeemer lived. And he said this, why are you downcast? This is Psalm 42, 5. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. Apparently, the psalmist was going through and experiencing deep discouragement. He was going through trials and tribulations, and he was feeling despair. But he says to himself, he speaks to himself, he encourages himself, and he says, why? Why are you downcast? You know what? He's, he knew that he wasn't going to stay in that pit. He wasn't going to stay in that in that spirit of heaviness because he says, Put your hope in God. He knew that God was his hope and God was going to get him out of that. Amen. So I want to encourage you today. Don't despair. Put your hope in God. There is power in the hope of God. Amen. Now, when you think about the hope of God, what exactly is that? Let me kind of give you what I think is a working definition. The hope of God is the confident expectation that good things are going to happen in your life in your future. Let me say that again. The hope of God is the confident expectation that good things are going to happen in your life in future. Now, listen, if you look at your circumstances, you might not see anything positive. But hope says, listen, I have anticipation. I have expectation. I'm believing that regardless of what I see in the natural, my God is going to come through. God is working on my behalf. He's not going to let me sink. He's going to get me through this and I'm going to get to the other side. You know, see, hoping in God is believing that God is going to help me to get through any and every situation and circumstance that I go through in my life. Amen. And I know he's going to be there for you. Another definition of the, of, of the hope of God. The hope of God is really an infused of the Holy Spirit into your soul. The hope of God, it's not wishful thinking. Well, I wish things would get better. I wish it wouldn't be like this. No, it's not wishful thinking. It's not, you know, it's not being an eternal optimist. Well, the, the glass is half full. The glass, is, I'm, I'm, I'm going to think positive. It's going to be all right. Listen, it's not that at all. Listen, what hope is, the hope of God is the infusion 
of confidence. It's the infusion of faith in your soul by the Holy Spirit. Listen, it's the infusion of assurance in your inner man by God's Spirit that God is going to take care of you. And so listen, I feel the assurance. I feel the hope in my heart right now for you that God is going to see you through. Amen. Romans 15, 13 says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen, God's hope, it's a supernatural thing. God's Spirit being released over your life, it's not a natural thing. You can't buy hope at Walgreens or at Walmart or target. No, the hope of God comes from the Spirit of God and it just wells up on the inside of you. Amen. Hope comes into our hearts through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I have great news for you this morning. If you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling disappointed, if you're feeling defeated, if you're, you're in despair today, you don't have to stay that way. Why? Because you can be filled with the God of hope because God has already sent his spirit upon the earth and as a child of God you are a recipient of the Holy Spirit so therefore you can be filled with a God of hope amen so then let's talk about what how do you uh, how do you get filled with hope if you feel hopeless how do you get filled with hope I want to spend the rest of my time just talking about that just three points and here's the first one there are several powerful sources of hope, but I just want to bring out three real quick. Number one, a promise in the Scripture is one source of hope. A promise in the Scripture. Romans 15.4 say, says this, Such things were written in the Scripture long ago to teach us. And the Scripture gives us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Such things were written in the scripture long ago to teach us. And the scripture gives us hope, Paul said to the Romans. Hope and encouragement comes when you get hold of one of God's promises. You see, listen, the Bible is filled with examples of God fulfilling his promises to, to his people. Why? To encourage us to have hope. And so remember when God told Abraham he was going to have a son. Now, Abraham, you know, Abraham was given this promise, but yet he was 100 years old and Sarah's womb was dead. And but but you know what? Even though that in the natural, it didn't seem that he could ever have a son. Listen, he was fully persuaded. Abraham encouraged himself. He built himself up. He strengthened himself in the Lord. And he says, listen, God said, I'm going to have a son, even though I'm a, I'm a hundred years old, even though I'm beyond childbearing age and Sarah is too. God said, I'm going to have a son. So I'm going to hold on to that promise. And you know, the rest of the story. Abraham had a son. And so Romans 4.20 says, Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. I want to ask you a question. Are you persuaded 
that God has the power to fulfill his promises to you. This is what brings hope. Whenever you get a hold of a promise from God, listen, the Bible is not just a history book, although it is a history book. God didn't give us the word to inform us. He gave us the word to transform us, to strengthen us, to give us hope when we felt hopeless. Amen. And so God promises, God's promises are powerful and they're powerful sources of hope. How, how do you strengthen yourself when you feel helpless and hopeless? You grab a hold of a promise from God. How about you strengthen your hope with this promise? Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. Now listen, that wasn't written by somebody who's, who was raised in an ivory tower, a wealthy person who never had trouble, never had adversity. No, we're talking about King David here. King David had plenty problems, but yet David says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. This was the words of King David, who personally experienced afflictions and he experienced all kinds of hardship. And even after going through time after time and battle after battle, David says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. You're one of those righteous and God's promises for you. He's going to deliver you out of them all. It's an internal promise. How about we grab a hold of this promise in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 31.8. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. That's a great promise. This was the promise given to Moses as he was leading the nation of Israel into the land that was filled with giants. And so Moses, or the Lord tells Moses to tell the people, the Lord himself goes before you and he will be with you and he will never leave you nor forsake you. Listen, they had great reason to be filled with fear and despair, but they held on to God's promise. God said, I'm never going to leave you, never going to forsake you. And listen, you know, God's word is true today for you. Wherever you are, whatever you're going through, know that God is not going to leave you and he's not going to forsake you. Amen. So when you feel hopeless, I encourage you, just find a promise in God's word and hang on to it and declare it and, and pray it and claim it for you. Claim the promise like Isaiah 43. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Isn't that great? The promises of God infuse you with hope and gives you the strength to keep going when you're ready to throw in the towel. Amen. The, the second key to, to getting infused with hope, the power in the presence of the spirit is another great source of hope. The power in the presence of God's spirit. In Romans 15, 13, I want you to notice this. It says you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. You know where hope comes from? Hope comes from the Word of God, but it also comes from the Holy Spirit. And confidence, faith, and expectation comes through the power of the Holy Spirit working in your life. And so the Holy Spirit 
will fill your heart with anticipation and expectation of a hopeful future. And many times I've been in a place of despair or hopelessness and helplessness. And once I've gotten in the presence of God and got infused with the Spirit of God, all of a sudden my circumstances hadn't changed a bit. But I tell you, my attitude and, and how I felt about what I was going through was totally different. Amen? So how do we get more of God's Holy Spirit flowing in our life? Because listen, the more of the Holy Spirit you have flowing in your life, the more encouraged you're going to be, the more hope you're going to have. Amen. So I want to talk to you about, you know, getting filled with the Spirit of God. Listen, you have to take time and you have to make effort to be filled with God's Spirit. You know what I found after serving the Lord for many years now? You know, it doesn't happen automatically. Sure, as a Christian, you get filled with the Spirit. The Spirit is in you. But you know what I found? There's so much more. There's so much, there's so many more fillings of the Holy Spirit. You don't have to wait a week, a month, a year to get filled with the Spirit. Every day you can be filled with the Spirit. That's why the Bible says don't be drunk with wine, but be filled, being filled, continually get filled with the Spirit. And if you want to be filled with hope, you got to be filled with the Spirit. And so how do you get filled with the Spirit? First of all, you have to spend quality time in prayer, quietly waiting on the Lord. You got to wait on the Lord. And you know, Isaiah 40, 31 says this, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Why do you get strength when you wait on the Lord? Because you get infused with the Holy Spirit. Listen, you know, my father was a chair maker. And we had rockers. We grew up with rockers. I have rockers at my house. I have one in my office here. I have one in my office at home. I have one on the back patio. I have one on the front porch. I love to rock. I love to read my Bible and rock. I love to pray and rock. But you know what? Sometimes I just need to stop my rocker. I need to close my eyes. And I just need to wait on the Lord. And I just need to just wait and be still before Him. You know, to wait on the Lord means to hope in the Lord, to trust in the Lord. And you know what I find? whenever I turn all my attention towards the Lord, I feel an infusion of the Holy Spirit and hope fills my heart and despair, discouragement, depression cannot have a hold of my life. It is broken in the presence of God. Amen. So I want to encourage you, take time in your schedule to sit in the presence of God and just let Him fill you with His Spirit. Amen. Here's another way you can be filled with the Spirit. You have to make room in your life you have to make room in your schedule and yield and submit to the Holy Spirit. You know, 1 Thessalonians 5.19 says this. It says, do not quench the Spirit. You know what quench means? It means to extinguish. It means to suppress. It means to smother. It means to douse or to put out the fire. And so you know what? Listen, if you want to be filled with the Spirit, you got to stop quenching the Spirit. You got to stop resisting the Spirit. Listen, don't ignore the Holy Spirit's leading in your life. Listen, if you want to be filled with the Spirit, don't disregard His voice, His conviction in your life. Don't avoid moments when God wants to pour out His Spirit in you and through you. You have to yield to the Holy Spirit. You have to submit to the Holy Spirit. And finally, if you want to be filled with the Spirit through prayer, you have to sincerely ask and seek to be filled with the Spirit. 
You have to seek it. In Luke eleven thirteen, it says, if you then, though are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? You have to ask the Lord to fill you with the Spirit. You know, listen, you can live the Christian life without power, without the Spirit's power in your life. Oh, I know when you're a Christian, you get the Holy Spirit. But listen, there is, there is a daily filling of the Holy Spirit. And so listen, you could go to church. You can even read the Bible. You can, you can just be so busy where you don't take the time to sit at the feet of Jesus and just be filled with the Spirit. But if you want hope in your life and you just surrender and submit to the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden the Spirit of God is going to start just fueling your, the fire in you and you'll be encouraged. Amen? And so ask the Lord to fill you with His Holy Spirit. And then finally, finally, if you want to be filled with hope, you need to learn to praise because praise is another great source of hope, my friends. In Romans 15, 9, this is what Paul told the Romans. He also came so that the Gentiles might give glory to God for his mercies to them. This is what the psalmist meant when he wrote, for this, for this, I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing praises to your name. And in another place it is written, Rejoice with his people, you Gentiles. And yet again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Praise him, all you people of the earth. And then in another place, Isaiah said, the heir to David's throne will come and he will rule over the Gentiles and they will place their hope on him. You know what Paul was doing? Paul was encouraging the Gentiles to open their hearts to God and to begin to praise God. Listen to this. For His mercy. Praise God for His mercy. Do you know that God is a God of mercy? You need, to, you need to get a revelation of that. So listen, when you begin praising God for His mercy, kindness, and faithfulness, hope begins to rise up in your heart. And all of a sudden, depression, despair, discouragement, heaviness has to leave your life. Something supernatural happens when you begin to praise the Lord for His mercy, His faithfulness, His goodness, His kindness. Do you know that the God that you serve is a faithful God? He's a kind God. He's a compassionate God. And so listen, how do you praise God sincerely with your whole heart? You just praise Him for His mercy, His faithfulness, His goodness. I love Lamentations 3, 21. It says this, this I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease, for his compassion never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in him. Here's the few that should ignite our praise. The Lord's loving kindness, it never ceases. Every day that you wake up, my brother, my sister, God's kindness is with you. His compassion, listen, it never fails. It never fails. In fact, the Bible says His mercy is new every morning. Listen, this morning, when your eyes opened up, God's mercy was waiting for you. And God's mercy is here right now at this moment. 
And he wants to take you out of any pit that you might be in. He loves you and he wants to help you. Amen. Great is his faithfulness. His faithfulness. Listen, we're unfaithful. He's faithful. Even when we're unfaithful, he's faithful. He's never going to turn his back on us. He's never going to leave us or forsake us. We should be encouraged today. There's three powerful sources of hope. Come on, a promise in Scripture. A promise to hold on to. Come on, the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. And then number three, the power of praise. Praise Him. I love Psalm 100. Shout. It says, shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful, joyful songs. Know that the Lord is good. It is me. It is He who made us and we are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. His courts with praise. Give thanks and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. Listen. His faithfulness continues through all generations. I hope that's an encouragement to you. Now, I want to just take a moment right now. And before we just go on about our business, I want to encourage you. Just take a moment. Let, let's have a moment with God right now. Why don't we just practice what we just, we just heard, what we just talked about. I want to encourage you to just close your eyes. And just make a closet right there in your, in your chair, on the couch, wherever you are. And, and the worship team is just going to lead us in another, in another course. And I want to encourage you. Come on, just open up your heart. Submit to the Holy Spirit. Remember the, the God of, of faithfulness is with you today. And let Him just infuse you with the God of hope today. Amen.
set our hope on him. Amen. I want to I want to conclude today by just just quoting this scripture one more time. In Romans 15:13, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Hope brings joy and brings peace. Hope comes when we trust in him. I want to encourage you today. If you're discouraged, you're in despair, I want to encourage you. You're depressed. Trust in Him. Put your trust in Him. Put your trust, lean in on Him, and let His hope fill you today. And the joy and the peace of God is going to flood your life. Amen? But you got to trust Him. And I don't know if you've ever put your full trust in Him. Trusting Him means 
to not partially, not halfway. It means to, to give your whole heart and life to Him. You, you see, I think right now with this pandemic, with the stay-at-home order and all that, a lot of things have been stripped out of our life. And, and we're, 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 we're grasping for straws. And God says, I'm here. I'm here. I'm all you need. But you need to put your faith, you need to put your trust in me. I don't know if you're a Christian. I don't know if you've ever given your life to Christ. But I'd like to pray for you right now. If you would just close your eyes and pray this prayer with me from your heart, sincerely, genuinely. Just say, I'm, I'm going all in, Lord. I need your help today. I'm in despair. I need you. Just say this, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for my sins so I could be forgiven. I know I've sinned, but I ask you to remove my sin. Cleanse my heart today. Come into my life. Fill me with your spirit. Just tell him, fill me with your spirit. I need you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you pray that prayer, we would love to hear about it. You, you'll see a connect card there uh, that you can just uh, tap on that link and you can just let us know. We, we have a Bible for you, information for you. We'd like to know that you made that decision and try to help you the best that we can. There's also a prayer, a prayer link there. If you want to send us a prayer request, we'd be, we'd be honored to pray for you. And then, of course, there's a giving link there as well. If, if you want to give, of course, we need people's faithful support to continue going. But what an honor, what a privilege it is to be with you. I pray the grace of God. I pray the God of hope be with you today. I pray your heart be filled to overflowing. May the blessing and the favor of God be upon you, the people of God today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. God bless you. Have a great day.